hey, um, I am happy to be sitting down with uh, Tom Kundig. Tom is an architect and principal um, and owner of the Seattle firm Olson Kundig. Um, Tom is internationally recognized and has been awarded um, the National Design Award in Architecture from the Cooper Hewitt Smithsonian Design Museum. And Tom, you've been featured in Architectural Digest, New York Times, Architectural Record, and I'm sure hundreds of others. I will not ask you to name them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, that would be fun. <laughs> um, uh, I'm also really happy and um, honored to call Tom a friend. And, um, uh, you know, over the years, Tommy and I have had lots of discussions, usually over a beverage about creativity and and, and, and doing creative and how our fields sort of overlap and uh, a lot of things that are, are true in advertising are true in, in architecture. And I thought since uh, we're both finding ourselves with a little bit of extra free time lately, it might be fun to sit down and, and just talk about Terrific. Terrific. So, um, so welcome. Thank you. Oh, happy, uh, happy to join. And yeah, I vaguely recall those conversations. I don't know. Do you have a firm memory of those conversations? They're, they're vague, <laughs> but pleasant. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember any fist fights. They're terrific. Yeah, yeah no. Um, so I, the question I'll start with is how has kind of COVID-19 changed the way that uh, you work with clients on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, you know, the, the sort of odd thing is I'm like, I'm digitally inept, frankly, and I always have been. Um, but because I traveled so much, I actually was doing exactly what we're doing right now. I was having uh, any sort of version of go to Zoom team or whatever and meeting with clients uh, over over the Internet. Um, and it it worked, you know, regardless of if I was in an airport or if I was in a hotel room or, or on the road. So for me, the communication with clients is actually um, familiar and relatively comfortable. Obviously, the interpersonal connection is at this point gone. And that that is, uh, in other words, what I saw, the digital web connection, that was almost like a matter of efficiencies uh, and it was not a hundred percent. It was not a hundred percent connection, which I thought was a problem, but it was effective. But let's put it that way. It's kind of like effective, like an appliance is effective, but it really didn't get to the soul of the issue. And therefore, you always had to intersperse a personal connection with these clients at some point, obviously at the beginning and then periodically as you go through the the project interspersed with these dig digital connections. We've lost those interpersonal uh, connections at this point, and I'm definitely seeing um, some drift, I think, in that uh, uh, creative process. And, and it's, it's a creative process because it's a collaborative process. As you know, it, everything is about communication and design. And communication, interpersonal communication, is like real communication. It's volumetric communication. You can see how people are moving. You can see how they're um, reacting to something. Um, obviously, we're all intuitive. We're all super sensitive in the design world. And as effective as these machines are, it's not the same. And so do you think the world will continue to adjust to that, or it's just going to eventually turn back around the way it was? Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the big 
question. I think the million dollar question. I think it will not return to the way it was. I doubt I'll travel as much as I did um, in the past. Um, I think I'll probably uh, be engaged with clients and colleagues because that's the other side of it is how do you deal with colleagues? How do you deal with teams uh, with the projects we do? Um, I think it will sort of find a, a workable uh, medium uh, ground. I actually do think, in, in a sense, this whole COVID thing is nature kind of reacting to maybe sort of a, a crescendo that got out of hand, the way we were sort of living. Um, I think even before COVID, I'll just be on a personal uh, basis. I was looking around, because obviously our job is to look at, in the creative fields, our job is to look at the, the culture, you know, what's happening to the culture. And we react to that. And I was thinking there was sort of, a, if I went to an airport or if I went to a city, there was something that was just a little on the insane side of, uh, uh, of sort of a, it got to a point, a fever pitch that I thought was somewhat problematic. And I think because we are part of the nature, natural world, we are, we're a species, we're a natural thing. In a way, I think this is a check, not a checkmate, but a check that no, things are out of control, check. You have to reassess and reflect on where you were. Now, um, I think that's what we're doing. And I think it will change. And I don't know exactly how it will change or where it will go, but I, I definitely think this is, a, this is a recheck. Yeah, the thing that I've found interesting is I think, you know, both of our professions are about kind of making um, kind of very basic uh, human emotional connections. Um, and, you know, I, I was talking to a colleague the other day and think about the handshake is not going to mean what it meant four months ago for the next <laughs> couple so of true. years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you know, forever you put your hand out to shake somebody's hand and it's a gesture yeah. of, of openness and, and yeah. collaboration. And now, now it's, it's like, it's almost like you you might be hiding a little pistol in there at the same, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a weapon. Yeah. yeah. God, I, it's 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 interesting. That's really interesting. And we've been trained that that uh, at this sort of social intimacy level to actually, you know, actually engage people physically. I mean, appropriately, obviously, but but even strangers, you would make this physical connection with. And right. I think your point is spot on. I, I think those are, we're just going to be a, a bit more removed from each other. And I think, again, I think probably there are too many of us on the globe, on the face of the earth. If, you know, talk about social distancing, if you really yeah. want to talk about social distancing, you, you maybe we're overpopulated. And this is a, like a reaction to this. We're just too close to each other. We should be back to where we sort of evolved naturally and have a little more cultural distance and social distance. Interesting. I think that um, I know this is going to sound lofty, but you'll know what I mean is you are literally an architect of the physical world. I mean, you design things that get built. And unfortunately for you, the things that you build have to live hundreds of years. You know, when when we have campaigns, we're good for like six months or a year and then, <laughs> then we're on to we're on the next exactly. thing. Uh, um, how is this um, how is this pandemic changing? like literally changing the way that you think about spaces that you design? Well, it's really fascinating, frankly. Um, and there's a couple, it, there's like a, there's a bifurcation in, in the built world in, in many ways. We're talking from our private homes. You know, everybody has a private sanctuary, whether it's an apartment, it's a house or, or 
um, a hut, whatever it is. It's a private place to be um, as sort of protected, refuge-like, and uh, intimate. Because that's one that's one uh, component of shelter. And shelter is ultimately food, water, shelter. It's one of the three basic needs. So that's one side. I think it's really going to change um, the residential arena, the the home arena. I think everybody now recognizes how much more important their home or their sanctuary is. And I think for those of us like our firm that does a lot of residential work and has always felt the residential work is the source of all our architecture that we do, regardless if it's a huge innovation center um, or if it's a museum or if it's, um, you know, or if it's a, um, a winery or a brewery or a restaurant, whatever it is, the basis of it is, is uh, the human body, you know, the flow, the sort of sense of volume. It's very, we all very much share that as a species. And that source is the home, whatever that home is. So that's one side. And I think you will see much more, um, I think, uh, focus on what home means to people. That will translate back to the architects or the designers as, this is what my home means. I want you to now help me realize what home means. Now, that's what we do every day. I think it'll be less about style and it'll be more sort of very uh, thoughtful and self-reflective, I think. And then there's this commercial side, this public side, where we all work in the public arena. Well, it shares some, some scale issues, volumetric issues, with the, uh, with the home side, but it is a, it's a social, it's almost more of a social uh, built environment that will also change. We are also recognizing as we work on workspaces or work, work, uh, we do a lot, quite a bit of uh, 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 workplaces, you know, large for thousands of people. And it was really interesting before this happened, it was really a density issue. How many people could you sort of fit into a place to um, comfortably work together, you know. And honestly, I went to a technology uh, office down in uh, San Francisco that our client was thinking of taking over this space. And I walked into this well-known um, technology company, and I'm not kidding, Kurt. They were literally like, uh, I think, like nine inches apart from each other because oh. basically they could just work at their screens, you know, they had the screens in front of them and they would just sit there, talk and eat food. And it was literally like, just almost like a slave ship of, of kids <laughs> along these benches and along these tables. And even that kind of creeped me out. This is before this whole uh, pandemic thing uh, happened. Now, obviously we're working for companies like that. I mean, we are working for companies like that. And we're now looking at, well, social distancing in offices you know, what does that mean? Well, first of all, a lot of these firms are shrinking because of um, layoffs. And what they're discovering is that even though they're shrinking, they think they have to give up their square footage. No, you're shrinking, but you need the square footage to allow two means of ingress and egress from rooms. So you don't feel like you're trapped. You don't feel like all of a sudden you're up against a corner and somebody that is inappropriately um, uh, social distancing themselves from you. You have no escape. So you hear that a lot. You hear a lot about, oh, how do we maybe work as a, we're not an eight hour a day operation anymore. 
maybe now restaurants are 18 hour a days or workplaces are 18 hours a day so that there's more there's the same number of people but there's less density of how you navigate these uh, these sort of social interactions um, one interesting one it's a really big one is mass transit you know mass transit has always been about packing a bunch of people into a bus or a train or some device and getting them to places we're hearing a lot from people that uh from our clients that we may have misdirected you by making our parking lot smaller because now people are going to be driving more potentially because they can essentially social it's worth it to them to social distance themselves find a parking spot, park the car. So right. where we were all sort of getting rid of the parking garages and the parking lots, now there's a little bit of a pressure to maybe uh, increase the size of those parking garages on the parking structures. That's very interesting. Are you going to live downtown? Everybody, there was a density move to move downtown. Now there's some discussion about people might be moving out more to the suburbs. That means they're in cars or their bikes or motorcycles, and they're moving back and forth to this 18-hour uh, workday. Um, so anyway, that's the tip of the iceberg. There are so many more issues yeah. like that um, that we, we have to talk about every day, and we're in the process of trying to understand those at this point. But it's it's sort of interesting. It's almost like we'll be forced to kind of create this dispersion where people yep. are sort of farther apart, and I'm I'm sure that affects yep. you. I mean, it affects us because we again we have to figure out how to communicate to these people and how we reach them. And you know, at transit, for example, is you know we might do some transit advertising where we can reach all those people that are are waiting for transit, and you know that's even that's going to change to where we have to find. Exactly. You know, we have to look for these maybe more individual, smaller moments to, again, connect yep. with these folks and, and communicate. And um, as uh, it's as, kind of based on a tragedy in a way. Yeah. But it's actually for creatives. It's a moment in time that you cannot. You, I mean, it is this is an evolution. This is a moment we should embrace as, as a as a creatives. We're all in the process of solving problems. What an what an opportunity for us to try to make this world a better place by trying to understand what's happening and make this world a better place. Hopefully that the hopefully the the common denominator is is cool stuff. I mean, I know that that you do that in your designs. I mean, you're sort of famous for I think you call them gizmos and and to me and mm -hmm. I don't I don't mean this in a in a bad way. It's sort of a moment of whimsy that you built into sure. yeah. some cool design. Um, yeah. we try and do yeah. that in in marketing and advertising as well. Um, do you think there's still a place for that? Oh, for sure. In fact, I think there's more there's more need for that sort of whimsy. I don't know how you feel about this, but I but I think some of the the commercials I grew up with in the 60s and 70s were just, you know, they were they were like rib pokers and they were just hilarious, you know, like your stomach talking to you about you know, what, what the heck are you putting in me? You know, you, you, you're really irritating me. You know, I, I, I think, I think that's, I think you, the more you can smile, not laugh, because I think laughing is great for maybe comedy or, um, you, you know, something that happens very quickly. Uh, but I think the more we can, um, populate our our physical environment with whimsy 
and which is misused. Always a misused word. It sounds silly, but I don't think yeah. it is. It's like makes you just smile and just be more human. I think it's more important now than ever. I think you're right. Hey, um, I want to be respectful of your time. I don't want to take up all day, although I think I could. So um, it, did you have any um, kind of parting thoughts or anything that, that you wish that we had covered? But uh, this has been great. Well, the only thing, you know, the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with right now, we, we put out a, uh, uh, a survey in our office and we've, we um, are about, at this point, we're about 150, 160 people. And we asked, we asked the population, you know, when this thing begins to sort of settle out, do you want to come back to the office or do you want to work at home? Um, and I was surprised how many people said we'd prefer working at home. And I thought, that's not right. I don't think. And I don't want to sound like the old guy, you know, that, but I think our business is really about social interaction. If, if I want to be, I don't want to be necessarily in an industry that is all about, you know, some dystopic future of communicating via machines. You know, I, I'm, I'm in the business of humanism, basically. And, um, and I think creative, I think creative uh, stuff happens serendipitously, where you may walk by somebody's desk, and you may see them work on something and you go, it, you, you think that clicks you into another place, uh, which all it was, was a was a starting point. That's the kind of stuff you don't have in, the, in this kind of interaction, like what we're having right now. You know, it's sort of formal. It's somewhat stagnant yeah. in a way. Um, I think in a in a um, in a workplace, in a living place, I want to I want to kind of come together. And I was just sort of um, um, I was just sort of disappointed that so many people think that the creative um, the the creative world can be actually done digitally. I don't think it can be. I don't think it is. You know, I think you need that connection. Yeah, maybe the sweet spot will be sort of in the middle. Yep, I exactly. Because yeah. there's yeah. an efficiency. There's an efficiency about what we're yeah. this and a health, <laughs> which is a good thing. Uh, but I think we have to find that sweet spot. And that's what I think we're looking for. Well, it seems hopeful. Yeah, of course. It is okay. where we are. I mean, it is. It yeah. can't get. This is. This is it, man. <laughs> yep. Well, hey Tom, thank you so much thank for your you. time. Um, this was really fun, and uh, I'm sure I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, stop recording this meeting and think of like ten things I wish I would have asked you. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll do it again. You, you know where to find me. <laughs> I do. Yeah, where <laughs> we can find pretty much anybody nowadays. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay, Tom, thank you so much. Thank you.